Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to CEO on the go. I'm really glad that you're here and hope that you had a chance to listen to the previous episode that I had with my guests, John Blakey and Russell Atkinson. We were talking about building high trust cultures, building more trust as a leader. And I've had great feedback on that episode, by the way. So I hope you get a chance to listen in case you missed it. And it was a nice change to have a couple of other people in the room with me. But today, you're just stuck with me. It should be a short episode. I think it will be valuable, though. And and the topic for today is a natural follow-up to what we discussed previously, because we're talking about how to build trust with peers, and specifically with peers that are outside of your industry. One of the best ways to do that is by participating in some kind of mastermind group. As you may know, I've been leading mastermind groups for many years, and I've been a participant in groups, so I have a lot to share on this, and I thought I would break it down by just talking about what a mastermind group is, some of the benefits, some of the different types of mastermind groups that exist, and then what a mastermind group is not, so that if you're thinking about creating a group or joining some kind of group, you'll have some some good ideas to think about. I'm sure that you've heard the expression, great minds think alike. But the truth is, great minds don't always think alike. And that's more reason why leaders are turning to mastermind groups, those who are seeking objective perspective and advice, motivation, whatever they need to help accomplish their most important goals. And now more than ever, It's easy to feel isolated in your leadership role, especially during the pandemic. And the higher you rank within your organization, the less objective feedback that you tend to receive, the more difficult it is to find peers who understand your challenges and and really get what the issues are that you're grappling with. I know that in my own experience as a former executive in a large organization, I had a sense of isolation based not only on my leadership rank, but also on geography. I was part of a small regional office and had limited peer networks. So now as an entrepreneur or small business owner, I have similar needs. I still feel isolated and reach out to others in my network. So it's just important to understand there are lots of different variations But the common thread is that they provide a means for leaders like you to connect with other like-minded leaders who really do want to contribute ideas and get feedback and grow their business, their leadership, their teams, and, and themselves. So they tend to operate as small think tanks. And I, I really like working with groups that have about six to 10 people to share challenges, successes, specific ideas, and information in a confidential environment. And confidentiality is key. I've seen some members come into the room and they're just so exasperated because they're dealing with something that's extremely difficult. They may be uh, facing some kind of lawsuit. Uh, I've had other members who are going crazy with an assistant that's not working out, having difficulty trying to make a decision about what to do. Um, some have partner issues that they'd like to discuss. Where else can you talk about that with others who might be facing similar experiences? So that confidentiality is so important. One of the most helpful topics that we've been focused on lately is how they're navigating the pandemic, 
How are they talking to employees? How are they making decisions when there's just so much that's unknown? And how are they staying stable themselves when it can be so challenging? And sometimes they're not, and that's okay. As I mentioned, mastermind groups exist in different forms, but they serve similar purposes. So you may have heard some people talk about coaching groups or executive roundtable groups or study groups, accountability groups, executive peer groups. So all of those are different kinds of variations on the mastermind concept. Some of the benefits of participating in a mastermind group include better decision making and problem solving because you've got other great minds in the room with you. You may have heard big minds meet in small rooms. So it's just great to be around other thinkers to help you work through your problems and help you make better decisions. You can accelerate your business growth. You can improve your personal effectiveness as a leader, do better strategic thinking, Sometimes members increase their accountability as well when they report in on goals and they make commitments to action in front of other people. It just helps you increase your accountability that way. You're in a safe and non-judgmental place to discuss your challenges. This is really important in a leadership role because there's a lot of pressure for you to hold yourself together and maybe not admit some things that you don't know. But in a group like this, you can just lay it out on the table and say, I'm confused here, or I'm not really sure what's happening, or I just can't make this difficult decision. You can expand your professional network and be a trusted resource to other leaders like you. So lots of benefits. Those are just a few. And the groups can be structured in a a wide range of ways. Some are professionally facilitated, of course, like the ones that I run. Others are self-organized where you don't have anyone uh, from the outside leading the group. It's it's more of a a self-organized structure. Groups can be global, national, or local. I know when I uh, first started my business, I was running some global groups that met virtually. Right now, running virtual groups is uh, very popular using Zoom, or sometimes you can just use the phone. The guidelines vary according to each group. The agenda is largely determined by the needs and goals of members. Generally, groups meet about once or twice a month. However, there's some national groups that meet quarterly. If you're virtual, you might be able to meet even more frequently. The life cycle of the group varies. Some of the most successful groups that I've run in person have lasted 20 years. That's my longest running group. Um, And yes, there have been some people who come in and out of the group, but we've had a pretty consistent membership over the past few years. So it's wonderful when you see these relationships gelling and the, the different kinds of value that people are getting from the group. And, you know, over the years, it's good to to change the group if you need to, to experiment with new ways to run the group or formats to use. That's what keeps it fresh. Let's talk quickly about the variety of different groups. You've got independent mastermind groups. These are groups that are comprised of executives from diverse and non-competing industries. Typically, the common element is that the members are in a similar role. So you do want to make sure that if you're working with a group of just CEOs, that there are only CEOs in the room, or if it's a blend of CEOs and senior executives, that people are comfortable with that. So you just want to make sure that the the group has the right mix. Sometimes managing partners would be uh, great to include in CEO groups. Other examples include groups that are for specific types of businesses, like family-owned businesses, or you might have a mastermind group just for executive women. 
You can have independent mastermind groups that are structured around topics like sales or um, technology or innovation. So another type of group would be an industry-specific mastermind group where you have leaders who are in the same industry, financial services, maybe healthcare, real estate, technology. Some industry-specific mastermind groups can be established through professional associations. I know that I've seen a number of mastermind groups spin off from conferences. I go to a conference and then I meet a handful of people and we decide to form a mastermind group for a while because we want to continue our learning. We want to continue supporting each other in that way. So they can kind of happen organically, which I think is often the best way. You can have corporate mastermind groups. And these are groups that are formed within the corporation or organization. Again, they typically involve members who are in a similar role. And it could be like mid-level managers if you're in a large corporation, could be senior executives. Uh, The key is coming together to discuss common needs and goals or issues. Um, These kinds of groups can be structured as part of leadership development initiatives One of the key challenges sometimes with internal corporate groups is the level of trust that needs to be established. Sometimes there are politics or relationships that can be sensitive. So that's just something to consider if you're thinking about starting or or participating in some type of internal mastermind group. And then, of course, the favorite, you know, right now, especially are virtual mastermind groups, which are ideal for global organizations or organizations that have, you know, dispersed workforce uh, we, we all are dispersed at the moment. So even if you're local, you're not able to see people easily now. So you could make the case that putting together a local group that meets virtually might be important to do. And it can positively affect the morale, the employee retention of the organization too. So what it's not, I wanted to mentioned that sometimes there are misconceptions or confusion about what a mastermind group is. It shouldn't be confused with a leads group. You know, acquiring leads is not a primary purpose of the group. Now, leads may be exchanged based on the relationships that are formed in the group, but it's really not the primary reason. You don't want people going into these groups to pitch their services. A mastermind group is not a training class. You know, you're not there to just show up and have the teacher teach you. Most of it is devoted to the members' issues, what they want to learn. I share insights. The group is not dependent on any one person's expertise. And it can be facilitated well to make sure that the conversation is flowing in the way that it needs to. It's also not group therapy. I thought I would mention that, although some meetings may produce therapeutic results, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, especially now, you know, the the topics of our conversations in the groups that I've been running have shifted a lot more to mental health, personal health. How do you, you know, stay um, resilient during these difficult times? We're talking a little bit more about personal issues that we probably wouldn't have touched on as much in the past. The best candidates for mastermind groups strong motivation. They're usually uh, very successful in their leadership role. They are open to different perspectives and feedback. They're not there to share everything that they know. Um, I have had some participants in groups where I could tell they're not open and they just don't last as long and they don't contribute as much to the rest of the group. I think some of the best members are optimistic or they have a positive outlook. Uh, They have a commitment to the group, too. They show up. Uh, Sometimes you can join a mastermind group and then kind of, you know, see if if the timing feels right for you. But the, the groups that are best run, who get the best results, are those where people are putting that date on their calendar and they're showing up. Um... 
Another characteristic of a good member is someone who has a high level of trust. And trust takes time to build, as we just talked about on the previous episode. Trust is so critical to make sure that the group is running well and that people feel like they have a safe place to be heard and to contribute. Um, Another characteristic that's often overlooked are people who like to have fun and be challenged. So those are some of the characteristics that represent a lot of the members that are in my groups that I especially like. Um, The common thread is that they're all dealing with similar challenges and uh, willing to support each other. So just make sure that you've got diversity in the group. Uh, For example, leaders in the legal field, accounting, maybe architecture, financial services, real estate, technology, um, the sky's the limit. (laughs) doesn't matter what background, we're all people. And it's just amazing to see the common threads and how we can all help each other, given the diversity that exists in the room. So great minds may not always think alike, but it's good news for those that are interested in mastermind groups, because those are the ones who are typically actively seeking out different points of view, different perspectives, because they really want to connect with other people. So I hope that you'll consider uh, if a mastermind group is right for you, I encourage you to look into it if it's something that you're interested in. I also created a resource a number of years ago because I had a number of, of my peers, some consultants and other people who were asking me how I was successfully running these mastermind groups. So I just decided to create a resource. So if you're leading a group or considering starting a group, then this might be something that you'll find to be uh, very valuable. You can find it on Amazon. It's called the Mastermind Group's Quick Launch Kit. Mastermind Group's Quick Launch Kit. So I'll include a link in the show notes as well. So feel free to check that out. Oh, one other point to mention is some groups are fee-based. Some are free, especially those that are self-organized. Fees can vary depending on a lot of variables. That's just something to note too. So if you're interested in joining one of my groups, just let me know. I'll I'll be launching, I'm sure, more virtual groups, especially given the the current circumstances. And I have had some interest and would love to get a a small group together. So just let me know. Reach out to me by email, gail at workmatters.com. So I hope that that's helpful to just get you thinking about what you might do to connect with your peers. Um, I'd love to help you do that informally too. And there's one other way, one last announcement that I'll make that, that might be of interest to you if that describes you. I'm bringing together a group of leaders through a pilot experience or an initiative called My Friday Focus. And I'm launching this in March of 2021. So hopefully you're listening to this before that date. So you can join us to end your week on a high note, connect with some other really awesome leaders, and get some clarity about what you want to accomplish for the week ahead. So this is designed to be light and engaging. This is not a training. Um, it's, It's really not a mastermind group, but it's just another way to have people, whoever wants to show, doesn't matter what level of your leadership or what experience, I'm not charging for this. Um, It's just an opportunity for me to serve and to help connect other leaders who I know would enjoy meeting each other. So uh, we'll be doing this on Zoom. I hope that you'll consider joining us if that's of interest to you. And you can simply go to myfridayfocus.com to register and uh, would love to see you there. Feel free to um, invite a friend. Again, you'll be meeting some really awesome leaders by attending this experience that should run for about 45 minutes to an hour 
on Friday afternoon. And you can see the details if you go to that link so you can see what time zone uh, that will be for you. I think it will be two o'clock Eastern, one o'clock Central. I'm committed to doing this at least through the month of March. So jump in while you can, and I'll include a link in the show notes as well. So you can just click on that if you want to register. So thanks for listening. Um, If you have any questions, let me know. And I really look forward to uh, an upcoming episode. I have another great guest and we'll be talking about navigating networking in a virtual world. So um, you see all these themes kind of tying together in these uh, back to back episodes, which is nice doesn't always happen. So again, thanks for listening. I hope you have a great rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Until next time, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time. Oh,